Welcome to Leaves That Blew Away, the serials, where we retell stories from the Bible simply. I'm your host, Todd Allen. Check out our main podcast for frank and engaging discussions about culture and current events, and intimate conversations with regular people just like us who open up and tell us their stories. Today, we're going to jump into Genesis 18, reading from The Message. God appeared to Abraham at the Oaks of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent. It was the hottest part of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing. He ran from his tent to greet them and bowed before them. He said, Master, if it please you, stop for a while with your servant. I'll get some water so you can wash your feet. Rest under this tree. I'll get some food to refresh you on your way since your travels have brought you across my path. They said, certainly, go ahead. Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. He said, hurry, get three cups of our best flour, knead it, and make bread. Then Abraham ran to the cattle pen and picked out a nice plump calf and gave it to the servant who had lost no time in getting it ready. Then he got curds and milk, brought them with the calf that had been roasted, set the meal before the men, and stood there under the tree while they ate. The men said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? He said, In the tent. One of them said, I'm coming back about this time next year. When I arrive, your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening at the tent opening, just behind the man. Abraham and Sarah were old by this time, very old. Sarah was far past the age for having babies. Sarah laughed within herself. An old woman like me get pregnant with this old man of a husband? God said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Me? Have a baby? An old woman like me? Is anything too hard for God? I'll be back about this time next year, and Sarah will have a baby. Sarah lied. She said, I didn't laugh because she was afraid. But he said, yes, you did. You laughed. Genesis 18, 1 through 15 in the message. The heat was oppressive. He had fed and watered the flocks with his shepherds that morning. But the heat had been building all day. And by afternoon, it was too hot to work. And Abraham found himself sitting at the door to his tent, resting in the shade. His eyelids were heavy, and he nodded on and off as the sun hung high in the sky and the land shimmered from the heat. Suddenly, Abraham startled, and the mead in his mug in his hand splashed out onto the dirt, staining the soil dark. Three men stood before him. They hadn't been there a few seconds ago. They had appeared, as if out of thin air. Even the animals hadn't stirred at their approach. He rose immediately and ran to greet the men. Some hours later, after Sarah had baked the bread and the choice calf had been butchered and roasted slowly over a bed of coals. Abraham stood leaning against a large tree while his visitors enjoyed the meal. They had shared much together as the hours slipped away and the sun slowly fell in the sky and the heat receded into the cool of evening. His servants had started a fire, anticipating the coming darkness. For his part, Abraham listened more than he spoke and found himself captivated by his guest especially the taller one with large, kind eyes and an easy smile. Abraham knew who his visitor was, but didn't speak of this knowledge. He waited on the men, 
following their lead. The men ate and drank and laughed and joked together with Abraham. They spoke of news from far-off lands, of towering mountains and deep, wide oceans, of which Abraham had heard only myths and legends. Then one of the other men asked Abraham, Where's your beautiful wife, Sarah? In the tent, Abraham said, gesturing to the large tent he shared with his bride, only fifteen or twenty feet away. Sarah was just inside the tent. She had helped with the meal, but hadn't come out to speak to the men herself. She typically would have greeted visitors. But there was something about these men, a strangeness, an aura of power and authority that sparked fear and awe in her heart. But she was fascinated by them at the same time, their voices and words, so she stayed close to the opening of the tent, listening. Then the taller visitor looked closely at his friend Abraham. I'll be back about this time next year. When I see you then, your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah's eyes widened, and the corners of her mouth turned up in a smile. She was 90 years old at the time, half a century removed from even her oldest and riskiest childbearing years. Her body had changed, her ovaries having long since given up the ghost. While the couple still enjoyed the act of love on occasion, she had given up all hope of a child of her own decades ago. She had an amazing husband, a blessing to her every day, and God had long ago decided that would be the extent of her family blessings. She pictured herself, an old woman, shuffling along with a distended pregnant belly, her old man of a husband walking beside her, beaming with pride at the growing life inside her long dead womb. And as the scene filled her mind, her smile turned into quiet laughter at the ludicrousness of the whole idea. Those who have shared a meal and spent time in fellowship with our God know the feeling. God's promises are often ridiculous on their face. He sends Samuel on a fool's errand, chasing after a small teenage boy, the youngest in his family, the least likely to one day be called king. Moses was a washed-up shepherd tending flocks in the desert of Midian, 40 years removed from his window of opportunity to make a difference for his enslaved brothers and sisters when he noticed a bush burning among the rocks. But the bush wasn't consumed, and then God spoke out of the fire. Maybe you've been there. The sickness was far advanced. You stopped praying for healing years ago. But then God spoke to your heart one afternoon nudging you to pray one last time, and hope for a future you had long ago given up rose in your heart. But the idea was insane, and you laughed as his words played across your mind. Perhaps your best years are behind you now, in a world tailored to the young and beautiful, and you made some bad bets, failed when you should have stood strong, and now you're tired, worn out, ready to live out the rest of your life in quiet anonymity. But then God showed up when you least expected it, and whispered a new dream in your ears. But the idea of success in any venture at this late stage brought a smile to your lips, and laughter to your soul. How could God use you now, after all the mistakes and bad decisions have already been made? The tall visitor, who had put on a body for the occasion, turned his earthly eyes to the tent, and Sarah felt the weight of his gaze through the canvas. Speaking to Abraham, but really speaking to Sarah, God said, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, An old woman like me? 
Have a baby? Is anything too hard for God? Sarah stepped out from the tent into the firelight, afraid and ashamed. Even at 90, she was beautiful. I didn't laugh, she lied. God didn't rebuke her. He didn't seem upset at all. He just looked at her with those large, kind eyes full of affection for his daughter. Yes, you did. You laughed. Then the eyes that watched every sunrise and sunset of every day from the beginning to the end of time narrowed slightly, and the corners of his mouth turned up in a knowing smile. And the God of all creation, who delights in surprising and astounding those who love him, winked at her. I'll be back in a year. And we'll see who gets the last laugh. Sarah bowed her head to her Lord, and his smile grew larger. And as the day rolled over to darkness, God chuckled with his friends in the dying light. Is anything too hard for God? Thanks for joining me today. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Leaves That Blew Away. Make sure to subscribe and share this story with your family and friends. And may the God of all hope bless you and take these seeds we're scattering and use them for his harvest. See you next time.